Welcome to the After Hour Sessions Podcast. This is your boy D-Rock here. And just wanted to do my second episode of Just Me on the Mic. So sorry to disappoint those listening. I hope you guys still tune in because this is, I think, a fun episode. Um, I really enjoyed and I got good feedback from doing the, you know, my, what I think are my favorite Evolve Fights clips. So I kind of wanted to continue that and also give a little story time as well with this uh, next person I'm doing this on. But before I get into that, I wanted just to give you guys a little update. Um, it was really cool and fun being able to session with Amazon Amanda and to be able to do my first live in-person podcast episode after over a year and a half. It was really great. And so I want to thank Amazon Amanda for agreeing to do the the episode in person. She didn't have to do that, and I really appreciated it. And I really think that a lot of people enjoyed that episode. Uh, it was one of my favorite to do, and it was just awesome being in person with someone. And there is something, I know the pandemic has thrown all of us off, and hopefully we're seeing some light in the tunnel with it, but... And I'm someone who can kind of be okay being, you know, a homebody. I don't mind it totally. But there is something when you have that in-person connection. It's awesome. And, you know, all the other episodes have been special too. And so many guests have been great. But it's just really cool to be able to, like, finally experience that with this podcast. With an in-person guest. And to really vibe. And to kind of feel that energy. So I want to thank Amazon Amanda. And thank you guys for listening. Um, I also want to talk about and promote, you know, the Women on Fire 2022, that mega wrestling event, Saturday, June 11th. It's going to be in Chicago. So if you follow Women on Fire on uh, Instagram or Twitter, if you follow friend of the show, friend of mine, Jennifer Thomas on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see uh, hype for this awesome event. Women on Fire 2022. Really cool to see them expanding. You know, it's been in the West Coast, Vegas or California. But heading up the Midwest, going to Chi-Town. So, uh, you know, props to Jen and everyone involved in that and getting that going. And we're a couple months away. But uh, I'm hoping, don't quote me, I'm hoping that this could be my first time, my first live session wrestling event. Um, fingers crossed. But I kind of, I want to be there. You know, I want to go anyway to, you know, I want to, you know, finally experience it live. I've been watching them on streaming, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. If you can't be there live, it's not easy. Different things, you know, travel can be a lot. But I kind of want to at least be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, I went to one of them. Hopefully I can be able to go to one and then go to more. But want to go to one of them and get the experience. So... Just we'll be promoting that on our social media, but also on the podcast, probably when we get closer to the date as well. But I want people to get that in their minds. The Women on Fire event, June 11th, 2022. Be ready. Get excited. You know, Jen always puts on great events. These have been hits so far. They've been awesome. And uh, I can't wait. I think they're getting bigger and better every time. So I'm excited to see what's going to go down and also i don't know i want to see what chicago is like as far as a session wrestling type of city 
you know, we've had on recent episodes, whether talking to Jen, uh, talking to Hans, or even I talk to other people outside the podcast about what the West Coast is like or what the East Coast is like and, you know, the Northeast. But I don't really hear a lot about the Midwest and Chicago. So I'm curious to see, is that a hotbed for session wrestling? Is that a hot city? I, I don't know. So um, I know there's other people, the session wrestlers or other people who probably could say, D-Rock it is or it's not or whatever. But it's just cool. Like it's a different city that I didn't expect. And I've never been to Chicago personally, so I kind of want to go to Chicago also just to, to see it as well. So June 11th, Chicago. The mega wrestling event, Women on Fire. Save up, plan if you're going to stream it. Save money to, to buy the ticket. Or if you're going to go there live. And who knows, maybe you can wink, wink, make that like a little vacation. You know, who knows if you can go to the event, hang out with all these cool people. But still, uh, go around and see beautiful city of Chicago as well. So, I'm excited for that. Also, I wanted to say, you know, it was really cool... I'm recording this on Tuesday, March 22nd, and if you've heard, um, you know, mention the guys from Protein Wrestling, and Hans has, they knew Hans, and Hans has kind of talked about it, and Hans told me, he kind of was like that connector of like, hey, these guys are in the session wrestling, and they're also based out of Philly which I live right outside of Philadelphia. So it was like, wow, man, I, you know, for so long, all the only, all I knew who did, I knew there had to be other people in the world who liked this because I'm like, these ladies wouldn't be touring around the country or the world if I was the only dude who liked this. So I knew there was other people, but I never met them. For years and years, I never met them. And I was like, I don't know when... I will meet them, and for a while I was like, maybe just through online, on chats or something, we'll be able to connect with other fans. And don't get me wrong, I love talking to the actual session wrestlers. One of the reasons why I love doing sessions, one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast, to make that connection and to really get to know that person, human being to human being, it's awesome. But I just never thought I'd meet fellow fans, so when Hans talked about this and then I was able to uh, you know kind of reach out a little bit and say what's up that was cool but then honestly the, the biggest connector was through Miss Sheena when I was able to do a session with her and afterwards I'm done with my session who's next but someone from Protein Wrestling and boom able to say what's up they respect the podcast I respect their their clip store and their their studio and what they've been doing, you know, being newer in the game. Shout out to them. That's awesome. So we kind of made a connection there. And you know what? We've had some phone conversations, some texts. But this past Friday, got to hang out. We went out and got to connect and have a great time um, over this, over this passion. And those guys are awesome dudes. Please support them. Check them out. Protein Wrestling. They are really coming on. For, you know, a new studio. They just started in you know, the fall of 2021. And already making great connections and great clips and great videos. 
and I'm just excited to see where they're going. Uh, Protein Wrestling is awesome, and those are great dudes, so you're supporting awesome people, but I know it's not just about the people, it's about the content, and they got great content too. So, you know, they worked with Sheena, they worked with different people, um, and it's really cool to see what they're doing. And I think uh, if you haven't, you can follow them on Twitter, on Instagram, I think even on TikTok, Protein Wrestling, to see, you know, the clips and what they're doing. Um, And give them that support, man. It's awesome. And I tell you what, this has just been, um, you know, when I got done hanging out Friday night with those guys and over the weekend and even leading up to doing this episode, it's just like, man. From being a guy who was made to feel ostracized and made to feel weird, having this passion, this this type of kink or fetish, being into it, to just being like, man, this is just my my weird secret, you know, growing up, to then being able to like, boom, due to the internet, YouTube, and finding, oh, there is something. That, you know, it's not just in my mind, not just my imagination. I There's an outlet. There's people who do this. There's videos. That's great. And then you start to discover different session wrestlers. And then you discover the websites, you know, Session Girls at WB270. Then to discover, like, people come into your city. And so you can meet, you can see these people in person and have a session with them. And actually, like, touch them in real life and not just see them on your, your computer screen. Like, that was mind-blowing. And that was the way it was for years. And I was happy. I was blessed, happy to do that. But then I kind of thought, that you know, there's no way I'm going to meet people in real life. And especially even to, to double down in my own area where I'm not having to, like, travel. I thought, at most I thought, okay, I'm going to have to go to New York or go to California or something. And maybe if I meet up with, you know, a Jen Thomas she can, you know, there'll be other people there who she knows who are, she's cool with as well, who are fans of her and session wrestling, and we'll meet that way. Never in my mind that I think I would meet guys in my own area who have the passion, who have the love, and have had it for years just like me, and I can relate to and connect with and then be able to hang out. You know, we hung out Friday night, you know, Close the place down to, you know, I, I got there like 945, wound up leaving after 230. It was awesome. Great time. Hope I, first of many, honestly, but just being able to connect and talk and talk about the passion, able to ask questions, able to show respect. And, you know, you feel comfortable opening up, you know, asking the guys from Protein Wrestling, oh, what, like, was the inspiration? Like, you know, how do they edit their films? What are they what do they want to do? What types of sessions? And it's dude to dude, fan to fan. It was incredible. It was so awesome. So I say that all just like I want to believe that if you're listening to this and you're a fan of session wrestling, this has it's brought that same joy and connection and fulfillment. I hope it has for you, like I've had over the you know these past however you know probably 15 years, I don't want to age myself, but over 15 years, and I'm, I'm hoping that that's why you're listening, if you are a fan, or if you're someone who's just curious, that's great too, welcome, 
glad you're listening. But it's such a blessing when we when we're able to have a sense of community and be able to connect with other people. And I'm grateful for the podcast. I'm grateful, you know, that connect with a guy like Hans, Protein Wrestling, and then other session wrestlers, you know. Um, that's been just amazing. Session wrestlers who I haven't sessioned with yet, but admire, you know, I've never met Michaela Miles in person, but I feel like I know her so well. And some of the highlights I've had of the past two years of this pandemic were those conversations, those real talks I've had with her. Um, you know, connecting Goddess Severa, getting to interview her was like, man, that's incredible. You know, uh, Andre Shakti, different people. Like, it's just awesome, awesome to be able to do that with, you know, to be able to, hey, get to see Amanda again, who I've seen many times. But then also, she's a legend. And to be able to have her on the podcast, like, man, like, it can't get any better than that. But it's just been so awesome and such a blessing. And I think that's, there's times when, um, not that I ever want to stop the show, but sometimes I'm like, man, I need a long break or it's just a lot to juggle. You know, you, and I'm not, everyone has a lot of stuff going on. So I'm not complaining. It's no woe is me. This is a blessing. But sometimes it's like, man, you know, between doing other podcasts that I have and my day job and, and trying to, you know, take care of my own physical health, mental health, and and just you know, the grind of life that we all go through. So I'm no different. But sometimes it's just like, man, like, it's hard to either think of new content or trying to, can I work that schedule with someone to get them on the show? But, it, you know, from the responses, from the people listening and people liking it. And, you know, you do things like, because I love doing it. It's not like about approval necessarily but it's great and i so appreciate it when fans like you say hey d-rock keep it up i like this i like hey are you gonna do more episodes about this are you gonna have this person on keep up the show like that that's really cool that's really and i thank you guys for that it's also awesome like to be able to connect and meet other people and to deeper than just and then we're wrong i've loved being a fan someone who does the session wrestling but get to really show respect to the artistic side the the producing and the video like that's cool too so i you know all this just to say like it's just awesome to make these connections and this is why we need community i always say as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody nobody else who cares let's have these communities let's be able to connect and you can feel free to be yourself it's a beautiful thing and we a lot of us some, you know, there's levels to it, but go through life and we're, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're, we're being forced to assimilate or forced to hide who we are, forced not to express yourselves. And I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for session wrestling and BDSM and kink and fetish that people can have that outlet and can express themselves. And um, I just want to say that, like, it's so cool being able to have that connection and meet people and it's what inspires me to like want to go to a chicago and i know it's hard i'm not saying everyone can go or and if you can't i understand i know everybody else understands too it's it's you know if you don't live right around that area and it's it's a lot like i get it trust me i do but not not only just to hey we all enjoy you know sessions 
in session wrestling and we enjoy a lot of the people who already have said they're going we're fans and respect what they do but to be able to collaborate or connect whatever the case and get to just hang out and talk and be like oh man these, these are this is my crew right here this is my crew it's not just me it's not just me or it's not just a stranger on the computer screen or it's not just when I dip off to do these sessions when so-and-so's coming through my city to be able to be around the people to connect and they they can talk about this and I don't have to explain well, how how come you like to do this? Oh, I don't understand. And don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with someone is legit, curious and respectful. I don't mind talking about it. But we all, I'm pretty sure, know those who are asking questions and they got that, uh, like, what? What are you talking about? And they give you that weird face and you're like, oh, here we go. I can just feel the judgment. You know, and it's like, I don't want to explain this to you. It's cool to be able to just connect and talk and be like, you love this. I love it. We have a passion for it. We want to see this continue to thrive. We have appreciation for all of this, for the people who sacrifice and do it, for the people who put the hard work in and be able to connect like that. That's what makes me being like, you know what? Hell yeah, I want to go June 11th to Chicago and do this. I want to keep this going because I love this feeling. I really do. And I hope everyone listening, you guys feel this way or those who are curious, I hope, hey, Whatever it is, and you don't have. To, I like session wrestling. I like other things too. I like a bondage. I I like you know. Nipple play. I like different things. I'm gonna be honest. But for me, being able to have these outlets have been just a great lifesaver for me. And so, if you don't have to just necessarily like session wrestling or just one thing, but whatever it is. I hope you have that outlet and I hope you um, continue to, you know, respectfully seek that out because it's important and no one should ever have to feel like they can't express themselves. And I'm grateful for this platform. So that's me on my little update slash little soapbox kind of a thing. But I always like to get that out there. You know, um, I'm not the best on social media. I try. Uh, I want to get better. But that's why I tell people to email too or comment. Um, sometimes I don't see a Twitter message. I'm sorry, but um, I, I'll get better. I just want to always let you guys know you are such a big part of this. You're a big thing in what keeps it going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And and people have done this respectfully, given suggestions, and I appreciate or feedback, constructive criticism, and I appreciate that. It helps me. Um, so I want you guys to do that. And if you don't know, at the end of the episode, I'll give you where you can reach out if you want to email or, you know, message, um, Twitter or Instagram, please do that. Uh, cause I want to hear what, I want to make a show that I like, but I want to make sure that the people like, and, uh, I value what you guys think. We're all part of this community and I want to continue to do shows that make you guys proud and always put uh, session wrestling, kink, fetish, overall, you know, BDSM, overall expression, you know, sexual, sensual expression in a positive light and a positive space. So I want to continue to do that. So uh, please always let me know and reach out to me on that. But 
I have to say, it was tough. I didn't know where to go after doing the Evolve. Evolve fights was a great first. I loved A, I love Evolve fights. Shout out to Ariel X. She is, a le- I want to get her on the show. She's a legend in the game by herself, but also a legend with Evolve fights. So shout out to her. But um, I love that studio. I love the clips that they do. I love the different performers that they have come on. It's very interesting. Um, it's, it's not easy being able, not just to do the sessions, but to film it and to edit it up and make it appealing to the eye, make it, and then also make it appealing to us, the consumer, and want to keep coming back. Like, it, it, it's, it's not just that easy to do. So that takes a lot. And then the scheduling and making, you know, getting all that in there. So Evolve Fights was a good, like, first one for me. Because I like those videos and, you know, I, I feel like there was a, a good amount of like of a fan base for that. Like people know Ariel X and they know Evolve Fights. Now, not every style is for everybody. Not every performer, whether session wrestler or porn star or fetish model, kink model, is for everybody. And that's cool. They don't need to hate. They don't need to throw shade. Someone may, they may do types of videos that just aren't your style. I I know that's the same for me. That's what makes this fascinating, interesting, and cool, which is like, there's not just a one style. It's, It's everybody. We all can see something we like and partake and be fans of or supporters of. So Evolve Fights may not be for you, and this person I'm talking about may not be for you, but I had to say I got I didn't know who to do. Some ideas came in, but I was like, I gotta do it with the the OG for me, the one who took it to another level, the one who I did my first ever session with, and that's the one and only Mutiny. And I I would hope that people listening, if you are like you know at least know who Mutiny is. I'm hoping there's a lot of people who are already fans of her like myself. But Mutiny is someone who, now I know there's definitely, so don't get it twisted, there were session wrestlers way before Mutiny. So I don't mean she's the OG as far as the session wrestling industry. What I'm saying is, for me, as someone who knew that he was into kind of mixed wrestling and lift and carry as a, from 11 years old on, it was a world that I didn't know. And then... When YouTube came around, and probably around 2006, 2007, definitely by 07, you know, I started seeing videos on YouTube of mixed wrestling, and, you know, whether it's Femdom, mixed wrestling, uh, lifting carry, all, all the above, you know, and it was really cool to see that, but one person stuck out, who I kept seeing videos, and she stuck out. And I kind of was seeing, I was seeing her name pop up, and that was Mutiny. And there were other people I saw. There was other people who were around that time. There was even a lot of clips of, like, from beforehand, from years before. You knew it was from the 80s or early 90s, and I love those videos, too. But Mutiny was the first, like, consistent performer where I was like, hey, she grabbed, she, like, my eye went toward her in her video. And I kept seeing her name. And I was like, who is this? 
And I could hear, you know, she's, for those who don't know, she's Canadian, has that French accent. Very cool, very hot, not going to lie. And she was that first person that I was like, I guess you could say a fan. Like, I followed her, you know. It was uh, that short list who stood out. It, it was number one, Mutiny. Then it was Michaela Miles. Uh, Amazon Amanda. and Which is cool that I've had two of them on the show. And then... Um, well, actually, three of them, because the other one was Jen Thomas. So, three out of four. Mutiny's the only one I haven't had on the show as a guest. Um, they were the first four that I was, like, kind of, like, oh, I, I knew their I knew them their names the way we know, like, uh, we know NBA play you know, athletes. Well, I'm a sports fan. Like, or some people, and myself included now, know porn stars. They were the first, like, um, session wrestlers who are, like, yeah, I know them. I know their names. I knew them. Other people at that time, when I was first seeing these videos, it, it, you know, I didn't, some of them, like, they were old school. I didn't know their names yet. Or I would see one video of them, and then it'd be a while before I saw another one. And as time goes on, I started to know the names of other people, and now I know a lot of names. But those were the first ones, like, from the bat, when I started finding, like, YouTube and stuff, and then the internet, well, it was those four. But Mutiny was number one. And became a big fan. I liked her. I liked her videos. And this is something I thought about earlier today when I was thinking about what I wanted to say on here. I liked her videos. I liked her style. I liked, obviously, how she looked. I liked her build. Uh, still do, by the way. <laughs> but I kind of like the style. When I say that, it was mutiny was the first one and kind of even there's other people but still to this day where i think i a there's a type of realness it felt now, I, don't, I don't know how i'm not part of mutiny's production team or her like you know i don't know but there felt like a vibe of realness to her videos where it was like okay i think like they were really not in a mean, malicious way, but it was like really, it was a competitive match and it felt real. It didn't feel like, well, and who knows, maybe certain ones that felt real to me, you know, if you ask Mutiny or somebody else in it, they kind of had walked through it a little bit more. I don't know, but at the time it felt, and even when I watch them back, like some of these other videos, it had a realness to it that it was like, okay, maybe they just kind of went over the ground rules and they wrestled. I also like Mutiny's vulnerability where I felt like, it, she was okay to lose and don't get me wrong I understand but sometimes I think certain performers or wrestlers they don't they have an image to have so then like if they are getting beat in the video I mean you still watch it but it's not like oh they really lost you feel you kind of feel like alright it was just a staged domination match for them or it, you know sometimes it's a staged win uh, for, for Mutiny, she was the first one I, and people correct me if I'm wrong, and, and I'm kind of not saying, like, people didn't do it before her, or people didn't do it after her, but to see her, like, there's videos where she wrestled, uh, uh VV Lane and, and got, just got beat, and don't get me wrong, VV Lane beats most people, so, you know, that's not, like, just on Mutiny, but, like, she wrestled someone and lost, she wrestled someone and got beaten, and... That was interesting to me. And especially also 
what stood out, which is when I was first seeing these videos, you saw either people who you knew knew like grappling or type of catch wrestling, so they had that background. Um, they either were bodybuilder type, so they were just very strong, so they were going to outpower that opponent, or they were very tall, you know, tall and strong. So once again, they were going to outpower that opponent and dominate. Muni was the first one for me who was like, had like just like yeah, the the girl next door build. She was curvy, short, curvy, um, and you could tell like she didn't have like a grappling background. Like you you knew like she knew like the basics either from watching, or maybe someone showed her some basic moves, and she had like heart and spirit and spunk but i you didn't look at her and go oh she wants to do jujitsu or judo or bjj or she wrestled it looked like yeah she she learned some moves someone showed her some or she watched some in practice but she's just going out there and doing it and that was really cool to see for me um and like i said i'm sure there's people who know the history i like session wrestling history but you can say, well, this person was like that for, and I'm sure there are. She was one of the first ones for me years ago that I saw like that. That's what I'm saying. So it was really cool to see that. And one thing that I have to also give Mutiny, and she's not the only one, but I never really thought about this when it comes to session wrestlers um, as a whole is the evolution the evolving the progression as a performer and i guess you have to look at it as a person too in her videos you know um michaela miles when she came back on the show in december and if you haven't listened to that episode please check the archives it was a great episode um and i'm not just saying that michaela was just unbelievable um she talked about you know, over the past, I guess that's the pandemic, doing more, you know, evolving her style of like the content she's producing and doing more sensual sexual videos as well. And kind of being comfortable showing that side of herself on camera. And Michaela Miles is a legend, you know, and she didn't need to or have to. She's put up a fan base and and people know her. But I, I remember hearing that and listening to that and, like, honestly, deep down respecting that, like, you know, that desire to keep evolving as a person and to keep evolving as a performer. And you can say, like, they're two different people. And they are, like, the person and the performer. It's, it's a different side of, of us or of, of her or of anybody. But they're, it's weird. They're also still kind of intertwined, and I still feel like, for one to evolve, the other has to evolve in a, in a weird way, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know if the performer side of you is going to evolve without at least, you know, the person evolving, too. You know, we have to want that as a to evolve, to progress, to change, to not stay stagnant. And staying stagnant is, is nothing. It's understandable. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. Hey, this formula works. It's worked for a while. You get into a comfort zone. We all, 
I don't think we all, majority of us like being comfortable. We don't want changes uncomfortable. And a lot of us don't want to feel, you know, you walk around all day feeling uncomfortable. So who wants to keep, who wants to push yourself to do that? But that is how we grow. There is no growth without feeling uncomfortable. That's just, that's life for all of us. And so I look at mutiny and, you know, because it's really hard to like be like, what defines someone who's like great in, in any field? But even in this, it's like, I have my favorites, but what's a trailblazer? How do you define what great is? But I have to say, I look at mutiny and as someone who's been a fan of hers for, I'm sorry to age her, you know, as well, but like, uh, like 15 years, a little over 15 years, 15, 16 years, the evolution, the evolving of and the versatility, it's unbelievable. You know, I was a fan and I remember, you know, I was getting ready you know, to look through to pick some of my favorite videos of all time for her. I was going back to the beginning and I'm like, wow, I remember these these first clips that are on the clips for sale page here. And if you look at them and then, you know, back from like 07 or 08 to like today, the evolving and not just in the camera and the clarity, you know, yeah, we have now, you know, 4K and HD and all those things like that's it, that true. We have evolving with that, but we also have the evolving in the style, the different types, you know, Mutiny has done mixed wrestling. I've seen her do cat fights, face sitting. I've seen oil wrestling. Uh, I've seen ball busting, uh, sex fights, so many different types of matches that I'm like, man, the versatility is something. And a lot of times it's like, hey, stay in your lane. Um, but she, someone always has tried different things, always has evolved. And you see those early matches where like, you know, you, you, you know, you see her, like her mom's on some and. And I remember, like, the one with the, the neighbor, Charlie, the next-door neighbor, who, you know, quote-unquote, uh, who, like, Mutiny got... She, Charlie was physically much bigger than Mutiny, and Mutiny lost those matches. And those two of the ones that stuck out to me early on was, like, I saw her as a pretty girl, and then she's losing... To, like, it was her videos where she's getting dominated by this other woman in, like, three different videos. It's her getting dominated. And it was, like, it was, like, really cool to see. Um, the evolution, the, the variety, and the evolution, is something that's huge, and I don't know if we talk about that enough as fans and show respect for it. But Mutiny, she kind of always was doing it, and I don't think I ever sat down. I she was, you know, one of my favorites always, and I love the different videos. But it was like, man, the variety to do the different types. Like I never knew when a new video dropped. I don't. Didn't know. I mean, to even now, you see, like, there's more boxing. There's some sensual, more sensual ones. I mean, she's done things from boot fetish to to spankings to you know hand job, blow job thing. It, it's a variety of videos that is like, man, that is awesome to 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 be brave in that attempt, and because you know certain fans are like big on like that we like this we want to see our performers that we are fans of doing that it's cool that 
she's has all these different talents and different styles of videos in her arsenal. Um, and probably was one of my first, her and Ariel actually, like some of the first ones I saw where I really enjoyed watching a sex fight. In fact, is where I learned what a sex fight was, was watching mutiny videos and then watching from Ultimate Surrender and Evolve Fights, Ariel X. It's like, this is what a sex fight is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mutiny and Ariel X are the ones who showed me that. And they also have an epic sex fight video that if you haven't seen, you should go see from years ago. It's still one of the best. I didn't even put it on the list that I'm going to give off here, but it's an epic epic battle and it's awesome to see but you can also see the variety the, the the versatility in the style now if you listen to me on this show before talk to different people I, i'm big on the like i don't know what, what where i want to use but like you know there's all there's the look of the session wrestler right we we all know that like you we all get hooked whatever you're you're into whether it's it's the you like someone really tall or someone really muscular, curvaceous, whatever the case may be, it, you know, we we all kind of have a, a style that we like. But then there's also those other things that connect. And mutinies, I probably will say this: she might be still even top dog number one for me as her like wardrobe apparel. Like as far as in session wrestling, Mutiny's wardrobe always stood out. A, they were, they, it was different, or B, the color. Um, it always popped, like, what she wore would have me, like, hooked. And it was like, ooh, she wore this outfit. And I was always cur curious, like, why, she, you know, I, and I've session with her, and it's been a while, but, like, asking about, like, different outfits. And that's why I like to ask other people, like, do you put much thought into an outfit? Like, do you just kind of, because sometimes it's like, that's just like really cool. Or it's like, where did you come up with that? Or why'd you pick that? Or were you tipped off? Like, how'd you know? Or why'd you think that, hey, doing a clip or doing a video in this type of outfit, either a type of bathing suit or a type of lingerie or whatever the case may be. Like, what made you pick that? And or did you just pick it? Um, you know, a one piece thong. I didn't know what that was until I watched a mutiny video. Like a one piece thong type of like swimsuit thing. I saw mutiny wear it and I said, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And I was like, I'm down like Charlie Brown. And, you know, from then on, I've, I've done either with dominatrixes or session wrestlers and they've, they've thrown out like, hey, do you have a wardrobe request? And I'm like, do you have one piece thong? Including when I met with Mutiny, <laughs> we she did one piece thongs. Uh, you know, a couple of times we had sessions. So, um, always that progression, always that evolution, always evolving. And with those things, there's a level of vulnerability that is huge and that I appreciate the older I get. And seeing anybody, but and still being able to keep evolving and doing these types of videos and changing up styles and giving variety, uh, that's a credit to her. Also, a credit that she, one thing about it 
that I, to me, I get from watching the videos. And I think if you've never sessioned with Mutiny, you'll see it in the videos. If you have had the awesome privilege to session with her, you definitely get it in person. Is that she loves what she's doing. And I think it takes a lot of that. You know, you have to love what you're doing. Love this connection to want to keep doing it, A, but also wanting to keep getting better. Wanting to keep evolving. Wanting to keep changing. Like, you, 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 you kind of will burn out and flame out. A, you have to take, you have to have boundaries. You know, that's, or I guess that's B. But A, you got to really be passionate and want to keep doing it. You know, if you're like, I don't feel like doing this no more. It's going to be hard to be like, oh, let's like to bring that creativity, to bring that energy. You know, it's, it's going to be hard. But Mutiny has continued to do it. And I can look at videos from 10 years ago that I'm like, man, those are great. And there's videos that have been around that came out during this pandemic that I'm like, these are awesome. And you, you know it's her, but like you see the evolution in everything from her look to the camera, to the style of matches, to even sometimes the performers are different. Sometimes they're not. You know, Carlos has been around. Her and Carlos, that's a you know guy in her videos, they got great chemistry, and he, he's still in those videos, and they're still great. But it's like the evolving in these types of, of videos, it's really a credit, and it's really awesome. And there's not, who knows, maybe one day there will be. There's not a Session Wrestling Hall of Fame, but... For me, there's some obvious choices I think we all have. Like, yeah, like I think anyone who knows this, they'd be like, yeah, this person or that person is a Lock Hall of Famer. I don't know what people think, but to me, Mutiny is like a Hall of Famer. And honestly, I think she's one of the best to ever do it. Like, she's been that great. And now I'm a little bit biased because she was the first person I connected with as a fan. And she was also my first ever session. So there's a little bit of bias to it. But I'm, I'm talking now, trying to take the bias out and show why I think she's great. And, and why, if you know this, I want to hear your feedback. But if you haven't really seen Mutiny, I think you once you hear this, go, go to her OnlyFans. Go to clip whatever you want to do. Go see what she does because it's unbelievable. Now, there's something, and I, I forgive me if you've heard some of this before. If you haven't, that's cool. But I'm going to tell it in the realest way I can, which is I'm taking you back to 10 years ago. And I'm taking you back to a young kid who I was a grown man. You know, I was a fresh 23-year-old. And this is the summer of 2012. I just turned 23. Um, still hadn't started my first job out of college yet. I was still working at Wendy's while I was looking for that new job. And if anyone knows, it might be a surprise to you. And you're a broke college kid and... You also to make some extra income. You're working at Wendy's throughout college. You don't have a lot of money. But it had been about a year at this point where I really discovered Session Girls. 
and started seeing like that you know 2011 was like oh i discovered that like oh these session wrestlers they travel they go around the country they could be coming to a place near you and i remember emailing like jennifer thomas kind of like asking about it this is before i got to meet jen and become friends with her but it was all like different it was all like this world and man maybe one day you know i save up money I'll, I'll connect with somebody. I'll do it. Well, wouldn't you know, I see on her website, I think it was her website before even on Session Girls, I saw that around the 4th of July, this is back in 2012, for two days, Mutiny is coming to Philadelphia. And this was, well, drop everything. I got to see this person. I got to meet this person. We, I, I, I don't know. And, and at this point, because I know, like, I've seen certain clips where you know someone's holding the camera, I'll, you know, part of me was like, well, these sessions, there's probably the wrestler and somebody coming along to hold the camera. And part of me was like, well, how will I feel? Like, is another person in the room going to be watching me? There's all these thoughts you have when you don't know. And that's why I'm glad, like, now there's more forms and we have, you know, websites and pod, podcasts like this. People kind of can understand more about it. This is me back in the day. I thought, yeah, everyone travels with somebody and there's a good chance they might, you know, might ask if you want to be on camera. And they're there as, like, an extra eyes or a bodyguard. And I was cool with that. Like, I don't mind, like, I, hey, I just want a good session. I was just like, how will that be someone watching me? That might be a little bit, I don't know what that'll be like. It could be different. So this is what I was thinking when I found out about, oh, Sessions traveling. And I was like, am I going to be comfortable enough? Because, you know, still am. Like, I you know, can get nervous and I guess a little bit shy. But back then, a lot more nervous and really shy. So that was the thing. But... I saw Mutiny was coming to Philly, and I said, I don't care. This might be, you never know, the only time I ever do this, and there's nobody else I'd, want, I'd rather do this with than her. So I remember emailing, you know, her and being like, hey, and part of me was like, this is going to be even, is she going to email me back? Is this real? You know, you're just so, looking back, you're so naive, you never did it before, you're nervous, you're excited, yeah, uh, you're you're like kind of hoping, then part of you was like, you don't want the bubble to burst, is this too good to be true, something's, you know, you don't want to, you just want to be let down, so you're trying to keep expectations low, but inside you're just like, this is crazy, <laughs> you know, so she emailed back, it was very cool, I was, uh, you know, asking questions, I went over, you know, I, I want, I followed like the rules, you know, you go on like people's websites or wherever. And like, so I gave like my height, my weight, this and that, blah, 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 blah. I, I think I did say the email it was my first time, but like, I kind of did know, like, cause I think she might've asked, like we had a, like a back and forth email, what kind of sessions. And I was like, I don't know, there's one name. I just kind of said the things I like things I want to try, um, and all those things, and she said, okay, and I said, I, how long, I, said, 
I said, I'll do it for an hour and a half. I was like, I'll do it a little bit more than an hour. Because I'm like, you only live once, right? So I was like, hour and a half. Boom, let's do it. So I remember it was like a, this was like a few weeks before, you know, we were emailing. So all that time, back in my mind, I'm just pumped and excited. I didn't tell anybody. Um, I made sure to be off work from Wendy's that day. Once we locked, locked the date, I was like, I'm taking off. Um, unless, like, God forbid, something, a family emergency or I'm deathly sick, I'm going to be there. You know, we're going to make this happen. So it was, uh, it was really just, and I can't explain it. And I think if you are into dominatrix, session wrestling, bondage, whatever, and there's nothing, and don't get me wrong, I'm still excited every time. There's still the butterflies in a positive way. I saw Amazon Amanda probably a month ago now. I've seen her, that probably like my fifth time, honestly, sessioning with her in the past decade. I've done a bunch of sessions. Now I do a podcast on sessions. And even then, I still get like nerves. And she's someone I've seen. We, She knew who I was. I knew who she was. You know, it's even more like the first time back in January. That was my first time sessioning with Dez Desire. Dez, who's real popular. She's awesome. And the nerves were even more because it's like, oh, it's that introductory. Like, we never met. Um, and, you know, that the nerves, like, how are you and all that stuff. Uh, same with Lexi Art. And Lexi, we did the podcast before, but we uh that was the first time meeting in person so you get those butterflies sheena was was the same way and that's all in 2022 10 years later so like it doesn't go away but there's something about that first time that i can still remember all the thoughts all the feels everything going on in my mind because you just have no idea what to expect yet you are just so excited and nervous in a good way not in a bad way and you're just like what is it going to be you don't know what it's going to be like what's going to happen and you don't know what kind of world you're you know you're going to be coming out of honestly that's my opinion people may say well you're making a big thing but that's how i felt i know i i it may sound i didn't have the words you know 10 years ago but i just knew no matter what, by the end of that day, back in early July 2012, when that session was done, I wasn't going to look at things the same way. And I can't explain it besides the fact that no matter what, it was an experience that like I knew like not everyone did. It was unique. And it was opening up the eyes and mind of a guy who was shy, who was nervous, who felt like he didn't fit in, who, you know, I'm not trying to paint anyone in a bad picture. People make mistakes, but friends made me feel like I was like the biggest weirdo. I, you know, long before them felt like I was a weirdo because I was like, who else feels this way? But, I knew I loved it too much. I couldn't stop. This was just, just what I was into. So 
to go into this world and know that it existed, I just knew once I did this, I'm coming out on the other side a different dude. I'm not the same D-Rock after I do this. And, and, you know, with retrospect, hindsight, I have more words now, but then I still had that feeling. I, I knew, like, this is just different, and it was something that I didn't do. The D-Rock then... All that, I, I wasn't a guy when it came to that world, when it came to talking to the opposite sex, when it came to this, it was all in secret. I, I didn't put myself out there. My self-esteem, I tell people, um, it was below a zero. Zero would be, I, w- I was looking up at zero at this point, self-esteem-wise, you know? And I'm not saying that to this today, like now, oh, it's, it's, it's a 10, like it's still a battle. But it's a, a lot better than what it was, especially at this point, 10 years ago. So, sorry to go on that, but I just wanted to, this is me being real. This is where I was getting ready to meet Mutiny. So, meeting Mutiny, it was all these nerves, all this excitement. I was able to take the train in downtown, Center City, Philadelphia. Um, the hotel she was staying at was pretty much like connected to the one train station so you know as soon as I got off that station I was pretty much just had to follow like the signs and I was going to be at the the hotel and it's funny because I uh quick sidebar uh about a few weeks ago the, the car show was in Philadelphia and my dad's a big car fan and I told him I would go with him and with the way gas prices are and parking it was like we're gonna take the train in so we went to the train station, and the, the stop that you get off at is the same stop that I did, you know, almost 10 years ago when I had this first session with Mutiny. So it kind of always brings back those memories. That's what I think of when I get off at that stop. It's because it's not a stop I usually got off at, but I think about that first session and the feelings I had. So um, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it brought back a lot of memories yeah, back a few weeks ago. But um, getting off, I, I didn't know the protocol. So um, I didn't know what to do. Got off the train, and then it was like, whoa, we're here. We are here. And I mean, th- this is at the time I told no one. I told people I'm meeting with old college friends, and we're having a fun reunion. I, I didn't want no one knowing nothing about nothing. I was, I didn't know what to expect. I was excited, but I was just like, I don't. Mentally, I didn't need too many cooks in the kitchen if you get my drift. I, I needed to focus on what I was doing because I just was like, Ooh, I don't know what I'm getting into. I don't need other people's voices or opinions, and especially people and their voices and opinions who don't know. They got no idea what I'm doing. They don't understand it. They don't, I don't know if they really even want to understand it. I ain't telling you nothing. So... I said all that. I'm going down the train. I get off. I remember calling. She, she said, here's my number. You know, that day, like, I think maybe the, the night before, earlier that morning. Oh, here's my number. You know, let me know when you're here. And so I remember I was there early because I, I I'm not going to be late. I ain't missing nothing. And so I called. Looking back now, whatever. I, I see now it's too early because it was like 20 minutes. I got there like 20 minutes before. And I remember calling twice. She didn't answer. And the nerves. I was just like, okay, all right. I'm going to have a room number. 
So then going into the hotel, and for people wondering, it's it's it, this has not happened to me since. So 10 years, it only happened once, but it was the first time. She didn't answer, didn't answer. So then I was like, I'll just go up to the room then. Like, she gave me the room number, whatever. I'm like, I'll just wait. So I, and by the way, I waited a few minutes until it was closer to my time. I still remember the time. It was 11 a.m. I had 11 a.m. scheduled at 12.30. And I go up to the hotel. And luckily, I knew me. I had seen clips. I think I'd seen, like, on her website. What saved me was I, I had seen her first name. Because I asked, hey, can I get a key to this number? And when I say that, I'm talking to one clerk. But there had to be, like, four or five behind the desk. And now there's other people, like, who are needing assistance like me on my side of the desk. But when I say that, I kid you not. A couple other people looked over and got closer. And then it soon, everyone kind of had suspicion. And I, at this point, I am nervous. And I'm like, oh, here we go. What the hell? Well, I'm thinking, please, please, mutiny, come down, bail me out. So they're like, okay, uh, you want, yeah, I'm like, yeah, they're like, and they asked me, what's her, what's, do you know what the name's under? And I, I said her first name. Which I don't, I'm not sure how people, how she'll feel like. But I said her first name. And if you know it, then cool. But I just, just to be respectful, I'm not going to say it here. But I said the first name. And I'm like, I hope that's the right, I hope she didn't just throw out a, a fake first name. But I said it, and then that kind of like, they're like, okay, we're going to call. And I'm just like, uh. And so they call, and they're like, uh, someone's down here saying that they, are you okay with them? being able to get a key to come up and see you oh you are okay all right and they gave me the key and i'm like thank god and they're given instruction about using this elevator key to get to her floor she was on the 14th or 18th floor but in the elevator without a key all you could go to was the seventh floor so i was so nervous but like relieved that I kind of, I heard the instruction, I really did, but I kind of didn't, it didn't register. So I get in the elevator, and I'm trying to hit, I believe it was 18, honestly. I'm hitting 18, but it's not lighting up. And I'm in it by myself, and I ride all the way up, one, get to the seventh floor, they open, the elevator opens, going back down. I go, that's weird, what's going on? Granted, I have the elevator key card in my hand but i was so nervous by all that it's not ringing a bell so then uh, it's we're going on minutes i'm just riding up and down not getting it people are coming on hey how you doing and then getting off and it's happening both ways where someone's coming i ride up to the seventh by myself and someone gets on and then they're going all the way down to the first floor of the lobby and then I don't get off. So then they say, oh, have a good day. And they're looking at me strange. Like, why isn't he getting off? And then someone would come on. <laughs> and then they're going to the seventh floor. And then we get to the seventh floor. And they have a smile. Have a good day. And they get off. And I kind of stay on. And they look at me like, what? And I'm thinking, because now it's like three, four minutes. And I'm like, 
great. I get here. I'm going to miss the freaking session. All due to I can't get up the elevator. I'm going to be the biggest dumbass in the history of the world. And I'm, you know, because you're just so nervous. And I'm a nerve. I'm an anxious guy. Um, I'm sweating, you know. I'm like, this is so bad. And finally, I just kind of looked at the key card. I was about five minutes. Felt probably like 20 of going up and down. And I go, wait, let me see. And I put, like it says, place key card here. And I hit, I put the key card there. And then all the buttons light up. And I go, thank God. Boom. Hit 18. And it was like, oh, Eureka. So got off the floor, knew the room number, went there. Knock on the door and mutiny. I never forget. And this is just, I mean, I have a good memory. I'm not, people say, oh, you have a crazy memory. I think it's it's not bad. I don't think it's like freakishly great. But I'll never forget, like she opened the door. She had like a green, like turtleneck, like shirt on, uh, like uh, a skirt. And she's wearing like heels. And she had that accent and she looked just, you know, as beautiful as you see. On, on you know, the internet, she was even more beautiful in person. And she was so warm and friendly. And that French accent, she goes, hey, nice to meet you. How are you? And we, she gave me a big hug and said, come on in. And I'm walking in and I'm looking around and I'm like, who? I'm like, where's where's the, the camera person or like your protection? Which is all fine because, you know, when you're not going in there to do anything bad, you're going in there just for the session. Just to have a great time for you, for that session wrestler. I wasn't worried about, like, oh, I'm trying to do something. I just was expecting that. And then, I, so I think I say to her, actually, I know I said, I go, well, who else is in here? Anyone else? And she's like, no, it's just me. And she's like, I'm like, oh, okay. And so she's like, sit down. Like, and we sit on the bed, and we talk. And she's like, oh, how are you? Like, blah, 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 asking questions. I'm not going to do a, her accent, because I couldn't do it justice. But we're sitting there talking, and it's really cool. Like, she could tell I was like, no, I was excited, but I was like kind of shy and nervous. And she's like, "Oh, you're so sweet." She's like, "You know," and she's like, "I could tell, like, like you're nervous." And I go, "Yeah, I'm really. This is my first time." She's like, "Oh, wow," and she's like, "You, you seem," and like she felt my heart, and my heart was like racing. It was like beating out my chest, but it, it, it was nerves. You know, at that point, it was a combination. It, it was nerves because, like, can't believe, like, it's finally here. It was nerves about what happened at the front desk. And then it was nerves because I was like, she is so hot. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, um, just me and this really attractive person here having this conversation in this hotel room. Like, this is insane. Um, <laughs> so it was, then it became like, yeah, my heart was, like, really going. And she's like, no, it's cool. Just relax. Just relax. And we just started talking and started talking about how I got into session wrestling, how I got it, you know, how, what types of sessions I like, all these things. And I was like, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm like, you're by, I told her it was cool, like saying like, you're my favorite. And she was like, oh, oh that's great. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, which, which, uh, which, do you like watching videos of me win or of me lose? And I said, when you're wrestling against a guy, I like to see you win. When you're wrestling against another woman, I like to see you lose. 
And she was like, yeah, she goes, people always love to see me lose. They always love that. And now, in retrospect, that's cool. Like, because some people don't want to, you know, which I can't blame them. They don't want to be shown on video, like, straight up really losing. Unless it's like a choreographed, like, thing. But it, it was cool. Like, she's like, yeah, a lot of people like that. And, and and we were just talking about the videos and stuff like that and being a fan and I was saying which videos I had seen, which ones I liked and all that stuff. Um, and then I want to say she asked me about um, like outfit choice. And this at the time, I, my first I didn't know. I know you get asked that, or you could request, like, I had no clue, so I didn't, I was like, I don't know, I was like, I think I said to her, actually, I know I said to her, I was like, uh, a, a bikini, a bathing suit, like, I, I didn't know what to say, so she was like, oh, okay, she's like, which one are you more, are you a tits guy or an ass guy, and very quickly, ass, he started laughing, she goes, I had a feeling, I just knew you'd be an ass guy, I go, yeah, guilty as charged, I'm an ass guy. And so I remember she was like, all right, well, I'm going to go get changed. I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. And um, she went to the bathroom, got changed, and came out. And this was like a day after the 4th of July. And she had on this like like a skimpy kind of like two-piece bikini, but like it was like the American flag. And I was like, whoa. And she came out. And she was like, do you like it? And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I do. And so she's, you know, we, uh, I went out, oh, I remember I, I was like, hey, just to get it out the way, um, here's, here's, uh, I remember giving the money right up front so there was no confusion. And I just kind of also, I just, I want it, and it's funny because I still want this now. I want to make whoever I'm, I'll keep it just a session wrestling. I want people to feel comfortable with me and know that I'm respectful. And in a weird way, even though like you would think like, I know some people might hear this and be like, well, you're the, the customer. I want the session, I'm equally like, I want to be a good, uh, uh, I don't know, client or sessioner or whatever the word is for whatever that hour, if it's an hour and a half, like I always want it to be a memorable client and that way there's a comfort level and a familiarity and like they enjoy the session too. They have fun, whether it's trying something different or maybe I put up a little bit of like a fight, like not a fight, like fight, fight, you know, but like, I kind of resist and they have to really work to put me in a hold and I have fun or we just connect on a human level. I kind of wanted to stand out. I didn't just in a positive way because you can stand out in a negative way. And trust me, if you really care about this, you don't want to do that. You want to always be respectful. And now granted, you should get that respect in return too. respect goes both ways. But you remember coming in there, always be respectful. Um, so I kind of just was like, in my mind, I just wanted to give the money up front to be like, Hey, I respect you. I respect what you do. I respect your time. And 
I, I'm, there's no funny business. I just want to have a great, memorable experience here. And you need to look at it. at this point. I don't. I don't know. If I'm doing this ever again. You know. Um. I, I'm. I'm with the person. My favorite session wrestler. We're doing it. Like we're doing the session, and I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. But I was like, if this is the one time I do it, it's. I want to have the best experience I can, and I think the only way looking back at it and even present day in the future is to be respectful let people know up front you know that you're just here to have a good time you respect boundaries you respect them as 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 people you respect their job their business you respect the boundaries you respect it all you you're there for a good time and that's important and it's very important so, um, I, I remember giving the money, put it on the, 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 the dashboard and then, uh, we, we, we wrestled for a little bit. Um, and as people who have listened in the past know, I am a lover of lift and carry where I like to do the lifting and carry. So mutiny about seven inches shorter than me and definitely at that point probably like 120 130 pounds lighter than I was so I got to like lift her up and that was cool that's like the first few minutes and then something amazing happened we just laying on the bed and we talked and you know looking back and thinking about what I was going to say today for this episode it it really was it was the foundation for me being a, as an even bigger fan in a weird way it's the foundation for the future sessions I had and how they would go it's a foundation for this podcast and it's a foundation for me for the power of this connection and the power of expression and what it can really do and when you really find those people who really connect and vibe out of a pure and honest place, you know, it was scheduled for an hour and a half, 11 to 1230. We probably talked when I get up there for like five, 10 minutes. We do a little wrestling for another like 15, 20 minutes. And then we wound up just talking. And it was cool because it was two human beings connecting in the most natural, honest ways. And it was me, this guy, who had just turned 23 at the time, and talked about the battles he had with mental health, and the anxiety and the depression, and talked about the low self-esteem, and talked about, you know, how much he loves session wrestling, but also talks about he can't share with anyone. Talks about how a lot of times he doesn't like looking at the guy in the mirror. Thinks he's too ugly. And the craziest thing happened, which is, you know, you have Mutiny, who 
so many guys are attracted to her. And to me, it's like, of course, you know, that's, yeah, you, you have to know guys are attracted to you. Guys think you're beautiful. And she was vulnerable. It was without missing a beat. Boom. Talked about her battles with how she looked. Her battles with self-esteem. And I was like, really? You? You're so beautiful. Like, I'm, I'm like, I get a guy like me. And she's like, she, and it was nice. And I don't think it was just being nice. She's like, no, you're, you're a handsome guy. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. At first, I was like, you're just saying that. She's like, no, I'm serious. And it, it made me feel like, I didn't think she was like, oh, she thinks he's so hot. It was just like, I think maybe she means it. And it was like, it wasn't just whatever. It, it was nice and genuine. And I appreciated that. Um, she talked about dating certain people. And they kind of fell out of a you know, connection with her or out of attraction. And that was like, really? Wow. I don't understand. And she said something to me, talked about like when she's in the session wrestling world is when she feels the best, the most attractive, the, the, the connection. She feels that the most in the session wrestling world. And that's one thing she likes about it. But she's like, when she's not in that world, she's walking around, you know, quote unquote, regular person. It's night and day. She doesn't feel that. And that was like sad, but it was fascinating. And also like, I, you know, I could connect. I felt, you know, empathy. And we were just talking about things and talking about life and talking about, you know, why we love it. Talking about, you know, I felt, you know, she's, I think like two years older than me. So talking about we both studied psychology at, at, at you know our universities and we're into the mind and into to to why people why people their brain chemistry and why they're into what they're into and into psychology when it came to sex and sexual attraction we started talking about all about that and the things we have in common and uh, it was just fascinating. And it was unbelievable. Like, and it was a connection. If I'm going to be honest with people, not that I hadn't had friends, you know, I have family and stuff like that. But I'll be honest, as a young 23-year-old, you know, you, you, I can even back then and now tell you, like, those, those friends you had for a long time. And, like, when you knew, like, you started talking to them, like, oh, he or she's pretty cool. But this was different. This was vulnerability and expression in a different way, in a different light that I hadn't seen before. You know, it was vulnerability and expression. Now, I can look back and say I connected with people being vulnerable, but it was in a different way. It was in a friendship way, which I don't knock. But it was never in like a, a traction, like a physical attraction kind of a way you know what I mean I I kind of thought like you can't do that like I thought in a romantic way whatever if you're vulnerable you're gonna you're weak so you can't do it but the first time where I felt like you know my vulnerability it was seen in a way it was a connection that was 
deeper and different than just like friends. And don't get me wrong, that's a great connection too. Friendship is awesome. Love it. But it was just deeper and different. And we were scheduled for an hour and a half. We are laying on the bed talking for hours and hours. And out of nowhere, she asked, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah. And I'm thinking, we've been talking for hours. What do you mean, can you ask me a question? Of course you can. That's what I'm thinking. And my mind started going, is it about like a different move? She wants to try a different hold. Okay. And she goes, well, where I'm from back in Canada, we don't have TGI Fridays. I love TGI Fridays. There's one not too far from here. Do you want to go with me? And she's like, I'll pay. And I was like, yeah. Whoa, I'm like, I didn't expect that. That's so awesome. And she's like, okay, no, cool. She's like, thanks. I go, no, thank you. I'm like, thanks for asking. It was great. And we talk some more. We wind up wrestling a little bit more. And we go to Fridays. And the conversations, all it just continued. It was awesome. And what was an hour and a half scheduled session, we wind up spending seven hours together that day. And it's, I can honestly say, for a lot of reasons, I'm not going to call it the best day of my life because um, I think about my niece being born and the pure happiness there. Um, I think about the day I, I, I got my diploma from college and walking across the stage Um those are individual days that really stick out to me, and I can sprinkle in a few others. But it, it it's it's probably for just an individual day. It, it could probably hit top five. If I'm gonna be honest with everyone listening, it was special, and it was in a natural way, and it's that connection. You can't fake it. You can't force try to force to create it it's just when two people have a chemistry and a bond that it's just what it is you don't even have the words you you you, you know you can say why but there's still you still fully don't know you're just in it and it was awesome and it's crazy that you know when we get to july it'll be 10 years since that day and since that first session and I did session with Mutiny two more times after that, and each time was amazing too. Um, but for a lot of reasons, that first one sticks out, and it's an experience that I hope everyone has experienced. If you've, if you've, whatever your kink or fetish is, uh, I hope you've. That's the kind of feeling that you get. Now, for people listening, you're not always going. You know, I'm not here. To, to brag, it's just it was what it was, but don't expect it to, you know, you're gonna go out to eat afterwards all the time or it's gonna extend long like that. Like hey, if it does, it's awesome. But like I don't want that to be like the standard, like and then I get emails, D Rock mine didn't last that long. Like, yeah. So I don't want it to be that way either. Um But it was just a special thing and a special day and it's crazy, man. Time flies, and it's crazy that not until I thought about, like, earlier today doing this episode, putting into context what that day 
what that session and what the person mutiny as a human being had really did for me um and there's other session wrestlers too and I'll probably talk about them on future episodes who have a positive impact but um you know the fact that she was the first one I was a fan of the first session I ever had and led the foundation to not only you know did I love session wrestling and finding out about kink and fetish and really being comfortable talking about sex and expressing yourself and and having real conversations about it. It it, it planted the seed for all of that. For me to I, I run toward it. I run toward having mature, open, honest, real vulnerable conversations about sex about kink fetish i i want to do the same and i keep that with me the way mutiny and she started it and then other people have come after have made me feel comfortable and made me want to express myself and to be honest and real and not feel shame or guilt or feel like a weirdo or feel like what's the matter something's wrong with me I always keep the way they made they have and continue to make me feel. I want to do my damn sure to make sure I make everybody who's either listening or I meet in person or if it's a friend, a family member, do my best to make sure no matter what, I want you to feel comfortable that you're not going to be judged. You're 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 comfortable to to be who you are. To be who you are. And that's a powerful thing. We don't, I think we take for granted sometimes, you know, we, we hear, you know, you got to have confidence and, you know, self-care, self and that's important. You know, no one can, can, can give confidence if you don't, if you don't want to have confidence, you know, other people can tell you how great you are, but if you don't see it in yourself, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't go but so far. But I, I tell you, like, this has been this whole session wrestling journey it's just a bright spot and it's crazy even with past episodes conversations it's, you still sometimes can't wrap I can't wrap my mind around how this has affected me in a positive way in so many aspects of life and how I carry and there's other people too, I guess. You know, I think about like the way my therapist makes me feel. Um, it made me feel like right from the start. Or, you know, um, I've been fortunate to meet friends, especially post this first session in my real life, who um, make me feel that way. And that's a, that's a great thing. It's a blessing. But how much do these session wrestlers and make you feel warm and great and, and not judged? And how that impacted me in a positive way to want to, you know, pay that forward. And no matter what, you could be into something that I don't know about. Into something that um, I've never tried, never heard of. You're not going to get judged. If you're happy, that's, what, that's the most important thing. Um, 
my rule is I always say as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting other people, then who cares? But no matter what, I, I try to lead with empathy. I'm not saying, hey, I, I fail like everybody else. I'm not perfect, never will be perfect. And there's always, you know, I said at the beginning of the episode, like, you got to get uncomfortable to, to, to grow and progress. And I, I want to keep growing and keep progressing as long as I'm able to. And with that, there's going to become things, mistakes. Mistakes you make even when you're not trying to make them, but you, you want to make them. That, that's, that's part of it, you know. The second part is owning them and what you do about it afterwards. Um, I, I just say all this to say it's just been awesome. And it just really kind of hit me doing this. Like um, the impact and that feeling that I get. And um, that's why I think no matter how... Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm, I get nervous whether I'm talking to somebody. I'm interviewing and I'm like, I hope the people like it. I hope I'm, 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 I'm doing the best that I can. I hope it's, it's good. I hope I'm doing this industry proud. I think it keeps me going because, and I, and I, I put the pressure on myself. And sometimes it's too much. And no one does it but me. And then I, you know, I go back and forth where I'm like, hey, I'm all I can do is try the best I can. That's all I can do is try. But I think I put the pressure on myself because, you know, what? And I, from talking to the guys at Protein Wrestling to talking to Jen to talking to Hans on air and definitely off air, I put the pressure on myself because I appreciate what this has done for my life so much, and I never want to even by accident come across like I'm not appreciative I and I don't value this it doesn't mean a lot in my life and I don't understand how powerful this connection is um and I understand the impact that that session and I think sometimes maybe these session wrestlers don't even know the impact that not only do you make when you do a session in person, but the fact of like the clips you make, the, the content you put out, the way you make someone feel watching that content, the way you make someone feel when you message them, the way you make someone feel when you remember it. Hey, maybe you session with them a year ago or two years ago and you remember them. You know who they are. Oh, I remember blah, 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 blah. The way you make someone feel, it's powerful. And, and that's why I try to, Whoever is session wrestler, I want them to know like this is a safe space because I want to return that favor and I value and I appreciate it. So, you know, um, I say that and maybe you never know. It wasn't on purpose, but probably it was planted a little bit, you know, hopping the train to the car show with my dad and remembering, um, you know, getting off at the same train station that I did this first session with. Maybe it put something in, back in my mind. It took me down memory lane, but I'm sure glad it did because uh, it, it's special. And that, you know, the seed was planted, but that really just got it going after that first session. And I haven't looked back since. And I'm so thankful for that. And no matter what, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get Mutiny on the show 
Uh, I hope one day I get to see her in person again, whether it's in Canada or back in the States. But um, I just want her to know, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because um, that day, in so many ways that I, I can't even sometimes fathom, it changed my life for the positive. And uh, it, you, you took a young man who was, whether you knew it or not, who was really down, and um, you helped give him some spark that day, and some spark to keep going, and some spark to put himself out there, and honestly, some spark to pay. Real connection is out there. It's not just a myth. You maybe have to go work for You definitely probably have to go work for it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes maybe it just happens and whatever. But to keep it, you have to work for it. I know that. But um, it made me believe in real connection. And it also made me believe in kind of, I want to think, was a little bit of a seed planner and um, asking for help when you need help too. And all those things have been huge in why I'm still here to this day and in why I can say hey I'm not a finished product by nowhere no means no how but I'm grateful that I can look back at the guy 10 years ago and I can see the progress as a person I've made and I'm grateful for that and um, a lot of it comes to session wrestling in that day it's crazy but it's such a blessing so man this one went longer than I thought. I'm going to go and do these videos, though. And I've had longer episodes before. And I always feel like, hey, when it flows, it flows. And it's flowing out of me right now. So um, I'm going to go to my top, my favorite Mutiny videos or clips of all time. If you're a Mutiny fan, please, please, I, I want to uh, hear your opinion on whether you agree disagree whatever the case may be but like what were those clips that got you into uh into being a mutiny fan what are your favorite mutiny clips uh if you are just listening and you don't really know mutiny please check out mutiny's clips for sale you check out her only fans Check out the videos that I'm mentioning and see if you agree or disagree. Maybe you have some on there that you're like, yeah, I see what D-Rock's talking about. Maybe you're like, oh, man, D-Rock, how could you not mention this video? This is all in fun. It's not, it's, it's, it's to, you know, give props just like with Evolve Fights, just like with Mutiny, and just like with future uh, people either you guys suggest or that I pick myself. But it's to, you know, give props to, to people who bring such positive energy into our lives and produce such awesome content um, because they, they deserve those props. So I'm going to give you my list. And this was tough because, like I said, she was the one of the OGs. So, you know, I knew even there's certain videos like you just know. But I wanted like some refreshers and there was clips from 15 years ago. I was like, oh man, that one, this one. So I could honestly do, and maybe in the future I will do a part two 
you know if people want to hear it a part two favorite because i could do a second one about other clips that were just like oh that was great but um i i picked these so i'm gonna give you like i said this is not in any order but let's see one two three four five six i got about seven to start it off like i'm gonna keep it there for today so i'm gonna go with seven so the first one i'm gonna say is mutiny vs. jeffrey you won't resist my big fat ass is the title um if you look at mutiny's clip store it's mw-985 so mutiny first jeffrey you won't resist my big fat ass and that's from about november 2020 and this video is great because it's you know this the premise is Jeffrey on the couch, playing video games, whatever. Mutiny comes down in some unbelievable lingerie. Like, I, and I'm bad with the lawn. I shouldn't know these terms, so forgive me. But it's like the like the garter, that like, like the ass is kind of like out, like that sexy lingerie. And Mutiny is looking amazing, as always. But she's looking amazing, and it's one of those clips. Um, you know, Jeffrey is not into it he's focused on the game and mutiny is kind of like grinding up on him she's kind of shaking the bootay and jeffrey doesn't you know he's not he says in a minute when i'm done the game and then mutiny begins you know has enough and does the starts scissoring and starts whooping some ass um i like this video this is one i i saw during the pandemic and I've always bought clips, but obviously 2020 with sessions, you know, not happening as much early in the 2021, even to this, I guess you could say I pumped the brakes a little bit so far this year because I've really gotten back into sessions like sessioning, but 2020 and 2021, uh, your boy D-Rock went ham on buying clips. Um, I was, I was missing, I was missing my session, my session girls. So, uh, I bought a lot of clips, but this one I found in, um, through the pandemic, November 2020, and I liked it because it's one thing about Mutiny, you, you are getting the best of both worlds, uh, she has plenty of clips that are the physicality, that are the holds and the, the mixed wrestling, but she brings the sexual, sensual stuff too, and she, she's up there, honestly, it's hard, um, for me on a consistent basis that I mean she's she, I'm not gonna say she's number one that's for a different episode for a different time but she's up there as one of the top who has that perfect near perfect balance of physicality and sensuality and this video is a good example and I also you know I just kind of love wait what she's wearing uh I love the the kind of the attitude in it She's a very good actress too, I feel like. For for session wrestling, like she does a good job with the acting. And so I I I like this video a lot. So MW-985 Mutiny vs. Jeffrey. You won't resist my big fat ass. That's the first one. Second one, uh, it's another one with Jeffrey. I'm gonna give you MW-946. Mutiny parentheses fishnets and boots scissoring Jeffrey. This one is also from 2020. 
Mutiny is in, uh, she's got hair down, sexy glasses. She's in, like, I guess, like a sweater top. But she is, she's legit in, you see, just fishnets and boots for the bottoms. And the, the premise is uh, Jeffrey talking about, you know, Mutiny did a video with Mark and. Jeffrey is like, oh, Mark can't handle scissors. Like, I can handle your scissors. So mutiny, it's just straight up. It's not a, any resist. It's not any like a. It's not a comp or semi comp. It's just mutiny putting Jeffrey in scissors. But it's very sensual. It's very hot. Mutiny is very attractive in this one, and the scissor holds are awesome. But the way she does it, um, you gotta see it. I think the whole package. It, it's. One of those ones where she's putting them in the holds, but it's you could tell it's it's a turn on, which is really kind of like cool to see. And then he's trying to like touch up on her while he's in the holds, and there's the flirtation there, but there's still the physicality, there's still the wrestling too, and I like that. And I also just think like it was um, I thought it seems, and I don't have any, I don't know, it it, it seems like. Either this was like right when the pandemic started, right before, like she's in Canada. I know it's cold, but it seems like they're just, they're in their home making these videos. And I got to give credit, like creativity, wherever it comes from is awesome. And same with the first one I said, it seemed like they're really just in their home trying to, to do things, especially during the pandemic. And as we know, some people, and it's no knock, creativity thrived when we were all on lockdown where some people, the creativity, like, went away. And it's hard. Everyone, there's no, like, knocking anyone if you went one way or the other. Or if you went both at a certain point, because it was so freaking long. And for some people, it's still going on. So, um, I, I there's no right or wrong answer there. But I kind of liked what it was. It was simple, but it kind of made it the best. It wasn't like a big studio thing. And you could kind of tell either it was like with a phone or a basic camera, but it still was creative in what she was wearing, creative in the video type, and I really liked it. And it was, it was one of these more recent mutiny videos that for me hit my eye in every way, and it's one of those videos I go back to constantly and watching. So MW-946, Mutiny fishnets and boots scissoring jeffrey the third one is mw-731 so m mutiny wrestling-731 and this is mutiny versus vv lane they're in a one is a one piece thong battle full match uh mutiny is in a red and black one piece thong vv lane's in a black one piece thong and this is an awesome video for me. It's awesome uh, to see VV kind of, and it's cool because I think it, she wins, she dominates, but it's like she's toying. But Mutiny's trying, I think. And, and, and trust me, anyone who knows about VV Lane, she's made it, she toys with most people. So this is not a, a knock on Mutiny skills, it's, it's just VV Lane's that good. So, and that great, honestly. But it was cool um, to have a one-piece thong battle. Like I said, Mutiny introduced me. I didn't know what a one-piece thong was until I started watching Mutiny. 
and D-Rock hasn't looked back since. And this is one of the sexy ones that Mutiny's wearing. It's a good battle, and it goes back to what I said. I like the fact that she puts herself out there and she takes losses and is willing to take losses. And it, it doesn't take away from, for me, her reputation, her style. It, it doesn't really, you know, you come to see the performer. You come to see Mutiny. And this is a good one. It shows Vivi Lane's dominance. But I think it's Mutiny's sexy. I like that Mutiny's trying. She's giving it her all, but it's just not good enough for Vivi. But I think, you know, really it's one, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. That's NW-731, Mutiny vs. Phoebe Lane, full match, and one-piece thongs. The next one, MW-518, Phoebe Lane, Lift and Carry, um, Mutiny. Phoebe Lane, Lift and Carry, Mutiny. So this is one, honestly, I used to watch all the time. I really, I... I had it on my old computers. I have, a, I got new computer. I had a new computer during the pandemic, so um, I don't. I didn't transfer. And it's one thing that when I was going back through the clip store early, right before I started recording, to just see if there's something I forgot, and there were, but this is one that I was like, whoa! I really forgot this one. This is one of my favorites. Got a long clip. I want to say it's either six minutes or eight minutes. But it's Vivi lifting Mutiny. And it, I think at the time, Mutiny says she's like 140. And Vivi weighs less than that. But you can see the unbelievable strength in Vivi Lane. And it's one of the ones that kind of inspired me in my lifting carry love and journey, to be quite honest. Because they're both in kind of like one-piece thongs, but like stockings. And it's incredible that Vivi lifts Mutiny up, and Mutiny technically weighs more, but she gets her in all these holds, and she's moving Mutiny around, and doing all these holds for a good stretch without putting her down, so that it shows the incredible strength that Vivi has, and take it from someone who recently tried to do that, it is not that easy, like to lift someone is one thing, but to lift them and then move them from, okay, over the shoulder to the cradle to this way to that way, like, and, and not put them down and restart and do it. Very hard. Very hard indeed. So it was an incredible show of strength by Vivi. If you like lifting carry, it's, it's one of my favorite ones. So NW-518, Vivi Lane, lifting carry mutiny. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. The next three, it's a run here. And I said it before, and I mean it. Mutiny has evolved. Like you could look at a clip that you just saw this year, compare it to a clip in 2007. You see the evolution. You see, and I like them both a lot. That's what I think the beauty of Mutiny has been all these years. And I'm just going off the dome here. It'd be great to maybe one day, either on air or off air, really ask her about it. But she has great chemistry with Carlos. Um, developing, you know, uh, she had Rick. Rick had some okay videos. 
I didn't really feel, for me, you, people may disagree, I didn't feel the connection with Rick like I see in a Carlos. Uh, she's got Jeffrey as a guy on these videos. I like Jeffrey. And we're seeing some new people. But I think the favorite guy opponent of Mutiny was always Entropy for me. And now Entropy hasn't been in a video in maybe like 2013, 2014. It's it been a long time. He's been out of the, he hasn't been in one of Mutiny's videos, which is fine. But I feel like, you know, the videos with Entropy were different than they were with Carlos. And there's great chemistry with Carlos. And they would push each other definitely in certain ways, like sexually. But it wouldn't go all the way there. That's a, It would go far, but it wouldn't go all the way to the way you would see later on with Mutiny, in my opinion. Especially those earlier videos, but with Carlos, it was a lot of like the the whole a lot of like, a lot of the grappling and the, the domination and like the humiliation, and those are great videos too. But it was different. What I saw with Entropy, well, in my opinion, he was when it comes to mixed wrestling. Now, f woman versus woman, like I feel like it's a different story. But when it comes to mixed wrestling, to really go all the way with that blend of physical, you know, wrestling holds and sexual, I feel like these matches with Entropy were like the, 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 the launch point for Mutiny. What we see now more comfortably with a Rick, what we see with a Jeffrey, I think uh, other guys like Steve, whoever, I really feel like Entropy was the guy that I saw Mutiny really feel comfortable on camera expressing both. Expressing the wrestling and expressing the, the sexuality. Uh, I can be honest. These were my first examples of sex fights were these videos. Now, I'm going to name the next three. They're all going to involve entropy, but these are all, for me, they were game-changing clips. So I'm going to go with the first one, I'll, and I'll do them in, uh, in order of, like, for me, when I saw them and when I think when they came, when they were, entered her catalog. So, MW-357, Mutiny versus Entropy, XXX, Uncensored. So, to me, this is that classic, it's classic for me, where Mutiny and Jeffrey, they're outside, no one's filming, it's just a camera steady on them. And Mutiny's kind of like a fishnetty thing, like a one piece, and wrestling Jeffrey. And I've never asked her. I I, I did talk to her about this clip. And this clip, she I remember at the time I don't know where it's at now. She said it was her most popular clip. But. She said it, and she did, I guess I did ask her, I take that back, I'm sorry. And she said it just happened. It was natural, it just happened. But, you could, and to me, you could feel it when you watch the clip to this day, and it's almost 10 years ago, that they, it starts off as a wrestling, and maybe it's just like a little bit, like, alright, well, if I get more pins or more submissions, I win, and I get something. But from very early on, you felt the sexual chemistry through the wrestling. And I hadn't seen that so clearly before, you know, 
when I watch clips of Knicks wrestling like this. But they're outside, you know, he tells like it's in someone's backyard. So it's like it's private, but it still is outside. You get like the whole natural nature thing. And the moves very early on, you see Mutiny, you know, she's touching Entropies. It's private. She, he's trying to like, I guess, turn her on by like giving her a wedgie with the one piece thong and she's getting turned on. And so very early on, you're seeing like Mutiny's dominating, but there's a sexual chemistry and a sexual buildup coming. And all of a sudden, Entropy does get a submission. He sneaks one in there. And you can tell kind of like that, like, he's happy. He got a submission. And Mutiny uh, is kind of like part turned on, part like your ass is mine. You know, like your ass is grass kind of a thing. And then she kind of takes him down and starts, she face sits him, grinds on him. And starts to, then she kind of like bits him like this, like reverse head scissor. And she's teasing him. And then she starts to, to touch and start to play around and starts, you know, jerking him off and, you know, oh, you know, gets him to like tap out, but then she's still jerking him and then she goes into a blowjob. And then for a while you see her give him a blowjob. And now I'm going to say this. I saw her July of 2012. This clip, I don't know when they shot it. It came out September of 2012. When I saw this, I was like, whoa, mind was blown. And I'm like, so many questions hit me at the time. I was like, did she film this before she saw me? Man, I wish I would have saw this and then talked to her. I would have had a million questions for her. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Whoa, did she plan on doing this? Did it just happen? 20, you know, young D-Rock's mind was blown and had a million questions for her. Um, it it was like one that I was like, man, I gotta get this clip. And it was an Insta clip. She put out, um, an uncensored one and a censored one. The censored one kind of stopped, like, before like the real intense like hand job and then blow job came. And I was like, nope, give me the uncensored. Let's go. And that's what happened there. It, it was really cool and really awesome. And I feel like some people can give maybe, you know, maybe, she's the only one who can answer it. But that was the start to me of like the sex fights and really even adding more to the arsenal and blending the sexual and the, the wrestling together. Uh, two more. They both with Entropy, so I'm going to give you MW-370, Mutiny vs. Entropy. She's in a one-piece thong. It's the face-sitting Triple X challenge. Um, this is a cool one because I think it, it kind of has that. It's, it's, it's a little more staged, I think, than the other one, but it's still, it's kind of like they're having, like, it's a central wrestling match. And... You know, she looking sexy, looking hot, but it kind of winds up being really quickly on. And I, you know, I think there has to be a level of comfort. I don't know. I'm not a performer like that. You know, maybe Hans or 
somebody else can come on, but like there's a level of comfort to kind of let it happen like this. And I feel like it very quickly, like the moves are happening, but then it's, it's the, the level of sexuality is being raised and they're like topping each other in a, in a good way, but they're topping each other of like, who's going to turn the other one on more. And then eventually, you know, mutiny is dominating, winning like the match. And then she sits on his face and then she gets turned on, like grinding on his face and stuff. So that's where the face sitting comes in. But it's very, very sensual. Um, mutiny looking great. Like I said, and the one piece song looking awesome. And it kind of just is that build up like of wrestling. But, um, also the sensuality and it's also like the it becomes like a mixed wrestling turned into a it's like a hybrid kind of and i don't know what the word would be used for that but it's mixed wrestling turned into a sex fight but in these clips to me does a good job of it doesn't seem like that was planned and now they could have been i don't know wasn't in there only i guess mutiny and entropy can tell you the truth if how much if it was playing a little bit a lot not at all but it feels they're all somewhere it feels like it's a mixed wrestling match that turns in it just happens and like that's like the best to me when it like it's like okay we're going here like mixed wrestling and it oh it turns into sensual as well like and it's like a natural thing like oh it just happens that's always cool last one I'm gonna give NW dash three seven one Mutiny vs. Entropy Triple X Sex Fight. So this one isn't the immediate follow-up to the face sitting one. Um and this one there is there is is it's on the table from the start that it's a sex fight. So there's not like that. Oh, is there a build up? You know what they're going for, but they tell you that in the opening. There's a wager going on. Mutiny is in this incredible white one piece thong. And it is what it says it's a sex fight and they are trying to make the other one orgasm from the start and it's hot and heavy early on and it's great and i think there's no way i'm gonna say for that one i think for yeah for this one of all the ones i named if you're a mutiny fan and you have a top five or a mount rushmore I feel like there's no way, if any of them, this last one cannot be on everyone's list if you're a Mutiny fan. This one is just hot, awesome from the start. Um, Mutiny looks great. Mutiny, girl, if you hear this, I hope you do. A, miss you. Hope to see you soon. And then B, thank you for introducing me to One Piece Thongs. Please keep rocking them because... You're an amazing person, you know, but you also look amazing in a one-piece thong. And to me, this may sound crazy, but not too many people can rock one like you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But the uh, NW-371, also from 2012, Mutiny vs. Entropy, Triple X Sex Fight. Uh, go watch that one if you haven't seen it. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. So... That is my list, and I'm sticking to it. 
No, actually, I'm easily persuaded because there's so many great ones that people can name some, and I go, yeah, I should have put that in there. Like I said, depending on what people say or how they feel and how I'm feeling, I could do a part two to this one because there's a lot I've left off that you can't go wrong with. So I'll see, and let me know if you guys are thumbs up, thumbs down, but let me know what you guys think about the episode. Um... You could email me at after hour sessions pod. So after and then after H O U R S E S S I O N S P O D at gmail.com. So after hour sessions pod at gmail.com. If you want to email me, you can also please follow, hit me up. At Sessions After on Twitter. So, at Session After. Not Sessions, sorry. At Session After on Twitter. Hit me up. Uh, give me a follow. Give me a comment. Give me a, a suggestion if there's someone you want to talk about. Whatever the case may be. Um, let me know. And also, the same goes for the gram. You can find me. Sessions After Pod on Instagram. So, Sessions After Pod, that's how you follow me on Instagram. So, please do that. Let me know how you guys feeling. And also, by the way, Apple Podcast, wherever, listen. Please subscribe, like, comment, all those good things. Spread the word. Um, hopefully, these episodes can help. Um, if you know other people who are into session wrestling, kink, fetish, whatever the case may be, spread the word. I'm honestly, and this is just hitting me now, if there's someone you know, whatever capacity of life, who you don't really know how, or maybe you need help explaining what you're into, especially if you're into session wrestling, but even other things, what it brings, what your kink or fetish brings, spread this to them, maybe an episode with a past guest or with me and Hans or whoever, maybe we can help, um, help kind of get across how you feel, but maybe you need some help or you don't necessarily know the words. I'm hoping, but please spread the word and everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure as always. I'm D rock. Thank you guys for listening to the After Hours Sessions. Peace.